Welcome players, loyal listeners, fans, and everyone in between. This is Cash Considerations. My name is David Griffin, a.k.a. your boy D. Griff, and with me is my main man, Dave Sherapan. How are you, sir? Griff, I'm great, man. This is our late night check-in and look-ahead show, and I'm as excited as you to be here. Yeah, this is always exciting. I love getting with you, going over where we are right, going over where we are wrong, and uh, looking forward to looking forward to next week. And this past week was good, man. There was a lot of writing this past weekend. This is a fun week to do a recap show after the results and the way a lot of the games went. Um, I like to do a recap show when we got a lot more W's to talk about than uh, than L's. It was fun. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, right? It's good. I, I like it when you're watching the games and you you start to get to a point to where you're looking at it and go, if you get one loss, you get upset. You know what I mean? We're not just trying to, like, save the weekend. We're trying to run the whole board. We're getting to the last games and going, man, if we pull this one in, we could we could sweep the whole board. So that's a great feeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, for some of our listeners who enjoy to do, uh, the parlays, you know, we're looking to sweep the board so we can bang a three- or four-teamer whatever you come up with, because then we get some big time props and some more listeners. And that's all we're trying to do right now. Uh, 100%. I told my buddy, I said, look, listen to our big three by the big three. I know you love to do wish ticket parlays. You know, I like to call them the $5 <laughs> footlongs. You know what I mean? I know you love to do those. Eventually, we're going to give you a nine-teamer. It's going to happen. So just invest the money and you, you're. I promise you, you'll get it back at some point. I like the I like the uh, the positivity right there. I'm not saying we're going to get to a nine teamer, but let's just get to five or six, and we'll be good to go. Awesome. All right. I know you got the I know you got the rundown with us. So um, the where we were right and the where we were wrongs. So let's look at the college football from last week. All right. Um, well, we started off talking about um, Iowa against Penn State. I don't know if any of you watched that game Saturday night. I lost about five years off of my life watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State outgained Iowa 580 yards to like 134 and needed to win the game on the, on the last play of the game. Iowa covered easy as a 13-point dog. That was strong. Um, Washington, minus 12. The line ended up closing 13, something like that. They ran away from Colorado. They were up 27. To, or the, They had a 27-3 second half. Yeah. Destroyed line. Yeah, that was good. Kentucky, I went on a limb and said Kentucky was going to win the game and break a 30-year losing streak to Florida on the money line. And, man, Griff, we got there. We were there down to the last minute of the game. And then Kentucky forgot to cover the wide receiver for the second time in the game yeah, and yeah. lost outright. But but a home dog plus three got there. Yep. So we can count that as kind of a half W. That's uh, twice for Florida. That's twice for Florida. They got bailed out late. Right. I mean, how many lives do they have? Right. Look ahead <laughs> to that too. Um, the last one was another um, game in the Big Ten. Michigan State was at home against Notre Dame. I was absolutely dead wrong on that. They didn't show. They were still on their bye week. They got destroyed, thirty-eight to thirteen. You could have had twenty-three and a half, and uh, you would have barely got there. So three and a half at home didn't get there. You had Rutgers you came out of nowhere Oof. with this one and uh, talked about Nebraska having all their issues going on and how would that affect them well they obviously couldn't cover the spread Rutgers was getting 12 that was a strong win 
Yep. You were all over that Wyoming game, man. That, that was that was a good I, one. I like that. I'm telling you, I doubled down and tripled down on it. And like you were talking about with that Penn State game, I'm sitting there watching it. And I was like, oh, please don't let me down. Please don't let me down. And I'm going back and forth. And it's so funny. I follow a couple guys who kind of uh, do similar things to us. And all, almost all of them had Hawaii. So I'm like, if I if I if you pull this out for me, you make me look like a genius. All right, go ahead, pull it out, pull it out. And that and when the guy got that interception in overtime, oh, I felt like I was on the team. Right. That was that was that was the last game of the night. I think. Yeah. Everything right. Everything keyed down to that game. And I mean, believe it or not, I'm watching the game too, trying to stay awake. It was a long day, end of a long night, and it was cold. I'm watching the game in Wyoming. All everybody on the sideline has you know, ski caps on and big heavy jackets. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? But that's what's going on. We're going to have to start discussing weather in the northeast and the north part of the country soon. Yep, exactly. Um, the last one you were on was TCU. You and Al both had this one. You guys nailed this thing. I, on the podcast, kind of said, I think I like Oklahoma State. I fell into the trap. I called it the eye test yep. of Oklahoma State. They were down early and basically kind of got their butts handed to them. TCU was the better team the entire game. They were a 13-and-a-half-point dog, and you guys did say live on the money line, but take the points. Yep. Dude, they, they took care of business. Did you watch the game? I saw little bits and pieces of it, and uh, I was really impressed. And it was about time that Oklahoma State played like crap because I've been waiting for it for a long time now. We'll see how they bounce back, too. Um, but this could propel TCU to making a real run for the Big 12 championship, as well as a shot in the playoff, so yeah, we'll t- see how we'll see see how they continue their season. The other loser in college we had was Purdue. Um, we all kind of agreed that Purdue was going to be competitive at home against Michigan. They were winning the game ten to seven at the half, and talent took over, depth took over in the second half. Michigan made the adjustments, and you know won the game going away twenty eight to ten. So. That's it for college. Um, the pros, that's another That's another story. Do you remember your pro plays? I remember my, my big three, that's for sure. Strong. I know that the Saints came in strong for me. I, was, uh, I, let a, I let more than a few people know that I really felt like Cam was hurt. And, again, he showed that he just could, really couldn't make the throws. And that, that covered pretty easy. Something, well, something's wrong with Carolina's offense. You guys were right. I mean, I don't think it's just Cam, but Cam doesn't look right. But the offense in general, dude, they have no – well, Benjamin got knocked out of the game too. Yeah. The, they, it's crazy. Christian McCaffrey looked like the best player on the team. And anytime you got your, uh, your rookie running back looking like the best player out there, you know you're having problems. Yeah, but the Saints knew it too. Like they couldn't continue to – they couldn't get two first downs in a row. You know what I mean? The other game you liked, you got robbed on, dude. You said Detroit and the over in the game. The over was no problem. And the exact quote from last week was, the team that has the ball last is going to win the game. (laughs) 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 And your Lions had the ball on the last play of the game and had to be reviewed. And I watched it like three times, and I guess they got the call right, but, man, was that close. So you were were that close on that one. What was so incredible, I was, I'm driving in the car on my way into work, and I'm listening to it on the radio, and they're talking about it, oh, it's down to the last seconds, here goes the play, Matt Stafford, oh, into the end zone, that's game. So I'm like, okay, cool, switch to the next station, I'm listening to the other game that's finishing up, 
And I didn't even know that any of the review or any of that happened until I got to the book and probably like an hour I was into the book <laughs> watching the next game. They're doing the highlights for halftime of the next game and they show that the Falcons won. And I'm looking around going, wait, wait, what? And they show the highlights and I just, it blew my mind. I had no idea of everything that went on because I had changed the station as I'm listening to the winning of the game. Well, you weren't the only one because in the book, you know, the roar happened. The yeah. people that thought they had Detroit and won kind of rushed up to the counter while the other the uh, early one o'clock game of the Seattle Tennessee game was kicking off, and they were trying to cash their tickets and they didn't even look to see if it got reviewed or not or whatever. So there was a lot of confusion, you know, in the book as well. Um, and what we tell people all the time is you got to wait, you know, five to eight minutes after the game goes final before yep. you come up to cash it, exactly. you know, and. That never happens, but that happened there. So you got robbed a little bit on that one. Um, we all discussed the Giants and the Eagles, and we, we, we said that the Eagles line was inflated, laying the six on the road, jump on the Giants, take the points. It's a division game. Accurate there again. We nailed yeah, that on the money. It took a 61-yard field goal to deny us a <laughs> shot of winning the game in overtime. The guy kicked it. You know, it was a great kick. So Yeah, that was great. Yeah, can't complain there. I had Chicago against the Steelers, dude. That was uh, right on that the money. That was so money. That was right. so money. I said, actually, funny, we, we were discussing totals a little bit, too, at the time. I said, it's either going to be 24-20 to 20 or 24-17, and it's going to be under the total. 45 was the total. Final score was 23-17 in overtime. So, <laughs> I mean, we're going to kind of stick to, you know, what we know. Hopefully, we're going to, you know, toot our own horn a little bit when we nail it right on. That's perfect. Um, you're you, you're a Pittsburgh fan. You followed them. You got that inside track. And then when you when you, it's like you know it when you see it. You know kind of how they're going and what how the things are looking. And you caught it right on the money, man. That was a great pick. Yeah. So we had that one. Uh, Dallas, dude. You were, you said it. There's no way Dallas is losing this game Monday night. I chimed in and agreed. I used it as one of the big three because I really really liked it. And uh, that one came home. We were all over that. How about Big Al? With his pro picks, he remember he jumped in in front of us when you said Minnesota Tampa Bay the line's fresh. What do you guys think? And he used the Ric Flair reference. He used the Ric Flair reference, boy. <laughs> and he never does that. Like he's so reserved and composed and doesn't really like to take a major stand. But he couldn't exactly. couldn't wait to get it out that he loved Minnesota. Talked about Case Keenum getting all the reps, dude. Case Keenum had his had his career game. He threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Minnesota won going away. That wasn't even close. He was uh, hyped up by it, man. He's a You didn't know Case Keenum was a Ric Flair fan? Yeah, well, it all worked perfectly because he lit them up. And Minnesota, um, we're going to discuss in the second segment, we're going to kind of discuss some power rankings. I'm interested to see if you have the Vikings anywhere close to the top because <laughs> they are an interesting team right now. Trust yep. me, you, you'll be surprised when you see who I got. That's I can't wait. The other games we discussed, Allen gave out Jacksonville. Talked about them being familiar with the trip to London. If you, I hope you got it on Saturday night and you didn't, you know, get to the book late and miss the kickoff because Jacksonville won forty-four to seven, and that was a runaway. Yeah, they it was never even close. Points. Yeah, never even close. And the only the only misses we had in the pros were the Chargers and the over. And the Chargers are just snake bit. I, I mean, it's fun to root for them. They're in a lot of games, but, man, they just can't figure out a way to get it done. They hung around, hung around, hung around, and let and then let Kareem Hunt 
break off a 70-yarder and the game was over. So, Yeah, I, I, I have to give up on the Chargers at this point. Allen kind of convinced me early on, kind of talking them up, hyping them up. But at this point, like you said, there just seem to be snake bitten. And even though they, they do enough to stay in games, I just at this point have no confidence they're going to be able to, to finish it out and get over that hill. Dude, what about your Chiefs? <laughs> Are they bad or what? I mean, um, there's no joke. They're going on the road and winning games. They're doing it with defense a little bit, too. Um, ball control. They, they had to outscore the Patriots in week one. And they got nasty against the Chargers. I mean, that was a hard-fought division game, but they controlled it. They were able to win the the time of possession battle. Yeah, this will they, be another one where I'll be interested to see where you have them in the uh, in the power rankings. They just have superior personnel. When I look at it, who uh, their general manager and Andy Reid are doing such an incredible job of just getting talent, drafting guys, and when you line them up, eleven guys on eleven, there's very few positions they lose at. Out of the 11 uh, positions out there, they're winning most of those matchups. And when you have that, it's, it's really hard to lose a game. Right. They're, they Well, that's a team, at least right now, Riff, they're not beating themselves. They right. are not only the talent is a lot of positions better than the other team. They're coached really well, and they're playing exactly the way they're being coached. Like, no mistakes taking opportunities when when they're there, but also knowing when they're not, playing field position game. Really impressed right now with the Chiefs. Really impressed. All right, sweet, Dave. That's a great look back. Beautiful recap for the weekend. Um, We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll dive into lines we want to keep an eye on for the next week. Um, We'll start with some college football, and then we'll dive into that big dog NFL. So we'll be right back with you guys. All right, Dave, let's get right back at it. Do a nice little look ahead for some college football. Anything that jumps out at you right off the top? I think actually the best games this week, the most interesting as far as storylines with teams, are actually on Friday night. Friday night uh, this week has four games going, and two of them, for me, actually three, kind of have interesting dynamic to them. And I we agree. can kind of address them that way. Um, one of them is your Duke team. I mean, you kind of pointed out Duke the first week when they played Northwestern, and I've been kind of watching them and watching their lines. Dude, they're a six-point home dog to Miami, Florida this week. Yet they're still not getting respect yet. I'm telling you, you ha- I, I know Duke is a basketball school, but you got to respect that football squad, man. And the line hasn't re- hasn't reflected that yet, so – I agree with you. That's a interesting. That's a really interesting game to look out for. Duke is four and zero this season, uh, um, straight up. But they're four and zero against number two. Yep. Their defense is averaging giving up fifteen points a game. So this is no accident. Duke is playing well, and that's one that I'm watching. If it gets higher, for sure it's a play. But I think even at plus six, it's a play, and I think it's live on the money line. The next game on the rotation, uh, 107-108, Nebraska's at Illinois. And with everything going on with Nebraska, they couldn't cover the number against Rutgers at home. Now they have the short week and go to Illinois, who's not good. Illinois yeah. is really not a good team. Um, they're 2-1 and one straight up, but they're 1-2 and two against the number. I, again, think the, the home dog is live. You can kind of get a theme here. Watch this number move. 
if you see it creep to seven, it's worth it. It's worth a look and worth a play, I think. Well, I like Illinois' coach. Yeah, they got yeah. Levy Smith. I like his right. coach. So they're they're a well-coached team, and he's trying to turn the program around. They don't have a lot of talent yet. But like you said, what, what's going on with Nebraska, I'm just in a place where I'm a lot closer to fading them than, than running with them for a while. Right, and that's, that's what happens, too, when we look ahead. We're always looking for plays on teams, but we're also looking for plays against other teams. And this, exactly. would, be one of the, this would be one of those plays against Nebraska. You may have unearthed something last week in the, in the podcast where we need to kind of watch the way the numbers move against Nebraska. Because if you can stay ahead of that and find a team that's going to go on a three- or four-game losing streak, you can be ahead of the number. The other one I'm looking at, it scares me because it's a Pac-12 game. And, again, I finally got a Pac-12 game right this past week with Washington. <laughs> there so, you go. Uh, yeah, I was excited. But USC, off the snide. It, right. USC's going to Washington State on Friday night. Now, USC – is ranked in the top 10. They've won. Uh, they're 4-0. They've started slow in every game that they've played, but they have had really good second halves. Yep. And they're only 1-3 against the number in the four games. And that's due to the fact that they've been laying some big numbers. Here you catch them laying 3.5 at Washington State, who's also 4-0. 4-0 straight up, 2-2 two two mm-hmm. against the number. But this is a huge game. For Washington State, right? I mean, this is a huge. It's a huge game for both teams in the Pac-12 division. And but this is know, the chance for Washington State to really solidify themselves and say, "Okay, we are somebody." Exactly, especially they're, they're, with that coach that they have. Right, they're in the top twenty-five now, I believe, um, and they get a national spotlight game on a Friday night when nothing else is on on ESPN. This is one of those weird trips for USC. It's, they, they, it's, they're lucky it's early. I mean, it's, we know we're not going to get snow up in Washington State right. uh, this week. But that's another game we got to keep an eye on because if the line comes down, I think there's some value on USC. I don't like road favorites, but there might be some value. They've been laying 16, 17, and Ooh. I think 14 in all the games that they've played. Now they're only laying three. So, there you go. That's an interesting yep. take. I like yep. that. Yep. Um, I got a couple that I like. I'm going to go through them pretty quickly for you. Uh, kind of like what the theme you were talking about earlier. A lot of times I like to fade a team more than I like teams that I actually really like. Because when you see a team going bad, um, a lot of times they just they go downhill. You know. So a team that I've been known to fade is Northwestern. Like I said, in the first week I could kind of tell they just weren't clicking. They really didn't have their things together. And 9 o'clock on Saturday... They're at Wisconsin, and Wisconsin right now, they opened up at minus 14.5. It's up to minus 15. I think that number is only going to get bigger. Wisconsin, uh, I believe they're 4-0, and none of their games have been close. They haven't played any really great teams yet, but none of their games have been close. They've taken care of business just like they're supposed to. And Northwestern, again, they just don't look like they have all their things together. So, Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I actually have a little check mark next to this game to discuss it because the Big Ten is my focus. And um, Wisconsin's 3-0 straight up and 2-1 against the number. They're allowing 10 points a game defensively. Um, Yeah, so Northwestern, you're right. They haven't figured things out yet. They're 1-2 against the number. I don't know, man. I don't think 15's enough. I think we're going to approach 17. This is one of those ones we got to keep. 100%. Well, yeah, this line's not going down. 
right? Right. Um, I got a bunch of Pac-12, man. I don't know what it is. Like, at first it was like Pac-12 was tough, but I guess it's the West Coast in me that's uh, drawing me to those games. But I got I got two games that I'm looking at pretty closely. Colorado at UCLA. Ooh. UCLA is the minus seven favorite. It opened up at six and a half. Now it's gone to seven. Only way I can possibly fathom that it's gone to seven is just because it's UCLA and uh, the books are so close to the L.A. crowd that they're kind of moving it up because I I love Colorado in this. I'm looking at this and I'm going, I think Colorado is a legitimate team and UCLA has not wowed me at all this year. They're, they're, they're a two and two team. They just, they lost last week. They're coming off of uh, back-to-back losses and their first game against Texas A&M, they should have lost, but they pulled right. it out. So really, if you eliminate that win, then they would be one and three with their only win coming up coming in a 30-point win against uh, Hawaii. Right. Colorado's a really solid team. They've only got one loss to another good team, so I think... Yeah, Colorado's off yeah. the loss to Washington. Exa- exactly. So I think they're going to, uh, at the very least, keep it a close game. Seven is just too many points for me in a game like this. I think they're live on the money line. That's something I definitely want to watch. Um, right after that is uh, number 161, California. They're playing at Oregon, catching 13.5 points. Cal, like I don't, I don't know if a lot of people have seen what Cal's been doing, but Cal can play. They're a legitimate team, and them going to Oregon, an Oregon program that isn't nothing like it used to be, catching thirteen and a half. It was fourteen and a half, and it's gone down half a point. It's at thirteen and a half. I expect it to continue to go down. I do not see Cal getting blown out in this game, getting ran off the field like Oregon used to do to teams. They're not that kind of team anymore. I, I'm honestly looking at it to thinking Cal could be live on the money line. Uh, I'm throwing that out there. That's a big. That's a big money line there. I, I'm telling you, take a look at Cal. Don't take my word for it. Go ahead, take a look at some of the wins that they got and the way they're playing football right now. They're not a bad team. I really like them in that game. We're gonna have to see what that money line is on Friday when we revisit the show. Yep. And then the last one I got for college, just another game for you to look at. Uh, it's number 208. That's going to be the last game of the week, or our last game of the college football week, Hawaii at home. They're inviting in Colorado State. Colorado State is minus seven, and I like Colorado State. Mostly, I'm just looking at it because Hawaii just played Wyoming. My boys, the Cowboys, Wyoming covered, and Colorado State is a much better team than Wyoming. That's a line I kind of want to watch. I'll watch that one uh, more rather closely just to see, kind of really see where it is to get a better feel before I put money on it. But I'm liking Colorado State. I like this, man. You're going to kind of focus on this Hawaii game. It's really going to help our listeners because this is the get back game. It's always the last game on the card, nine o'clock. You give us two other look ahead games. They're both seven thirty games. So my stuff's early. Your stuff's late. Hopefully we can make it uh, all work together when the lines come out or when we get back together on Friday. Hopefully we'll all be in the right spot. I can't wait. I can't either. All right, let's jump ahead and get to what everybody's waiting for, the big dogs, the NFL on Sunday. Um, I want to come right out. I got these these power these power rankings working. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm putting into it like they do the college football top four. I got all I got all the stats next to me. I'm sitting down. I'm looking at all these games. I come up with my top five before I want to sit down and I look at these lines. They're they're real serious. They're they're like I'm into it. So I I want to I want the people to know where I'm coming from when I give these picks out, so they know I know what I'm talking about. 
I love it, man. You're doing the work. Every, every time I, when I coach my, my kids' softball teams, I got daughters and um, we're coaching, it's always about you got to do the work to get better. So let's, let's do it. You hit me with some power rankings. Come on. All right, let me give you my top five. Starting off at one, well, one and two, in my opinion, are the most obvious ones. There's only two undefeated teams left. That's the Chiefs and the Falcons. I got the Chiefs number one because, in my opinion, they have the biggest win. They won at the Patriots, a, te- a team that everyone still thinks is number one for whatever reason. But So I got the Chiefs at number one. I got the Falcons at number two. Again, 3-0. and A lot of big wins. They beat the Packers. I like them at number two. My number three team, which I think no one's probably got in their top five right now, is I got the Philadelphia Eagles at number three. Ooh, and that's me, interesting because you asked me to do the rankings as well before the show, and we hadn't discussed this. I have the Eagles number four, Griff. Tell me wow. why. Wow, that's 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 crazy. So I like the Eagles number. I like the Eagles number three because they're two and one. They got a good win on the road against the Redskins, and their only loss is on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs, who I have ranked number one, and that was a close game. It was a tie game pretty much at halftime, and then they just kind of got worn out in the second half, but that's that's okay when you're on the road playing the best team. So that's Absolutely. why. I, yeah, no, I got no qualms with that. They were tied 13-13 with nine minutes to go and went through a ball that bounced off a helmet and landed right in the Kansas City Chiefs defensive lineman's hands. And that flipped the game. The, the Eagles were right there. Yeah, no the Eagles argue. were right there. I got the Packers at number four. Again, I like the Packers because they got, they got two wins against teams that aren't really great teams. They beat the Bengals last week. Um, but. Their only loss was on the road against the Falcons. Again, my number two team. So that's a that's a loss that you can't really fault them for. And uh, they got Aaron Rodgers. So they were down big against the Bengals last week or this weekend and came back all the way from that. I thought they were dead. I thought they were dead and it was done. This is just not their day. And the way that Aaron Rodgers is able to bring that team back, I really like them. And then to round out my top five, another one that I think is a gem that I'm throwing in there that a lot of people aren't going to have in their top five, I got the Washington Redskins. Wow. Oh, my and, goodness. This is a big number here for them. Why? Why you get them up there so high? Again, I just think that they their one loss was their opening day at home against the Eagles, the Eagles team that I have ranked number three. Then they went on the road and got a big win against the Rams, who aren't a bad Rams team. And then they came home and annihilated the Raiders, a team, I don't know if you saw my power rankings last week, a team I had ranked number three last week. They annihilated the Raiders, obliterated them, and they just looked like a team on a mission. So with that that bouncing back, I like their two. I I really got to give them props for the two wins that they got. And the one loss to an Eagles team in a game that was a really close, hard-fought game. I got to put them in my top five. I like it. I really like it. It's you were definitely right. You know, in our in our brief pre-production meeting, you said my top five is going to be different than anything you're going to read on ESPN. At least a couple of the teams, and you're absolutely right. I can't really art. I, I mean, I, I'm with you with the Eagles. I don't have the Packers in my top five because. They've won a couple games, and, and they really look bad in the Atlanta game to me. They're close, but they're not quite in the top five. Aaron Rodgers, big character win Sunday against the Bengals. You're right, they look dead to rights. They come back, and would you believe that was his first win in overtime in his career? I, I did not. 
Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I heard it either. That's Yeah, so that was a big win for them. Um, in Washington, you're right. That game against the Eagles could have gone either way. And Kirk Cousins really showed me something that game because he got hit a lot. The Eagles' defensive line is really, really good. And he kept coming. They had a shot driving to tie the game and didn't get it done. But the win on the road against the Rams looks a lot better, right? The Rams yep, um, exactly. and looked pretty decent in their two wins. So that's a good win. And what they did against the Raiders, although that was like, you know, them walking into the Lions' den. That cross-country trip and a primetime game at night, the Raiders, with a game this week coming up, a huge division game at Denver. It's kind of a look-ahead spot, but the Raiders were favored by three on the road, and it uh, it was never close. So I can give you my top five real quick. I'll run them down. I'm with you in the top three. I have, because I just can't let it go, last year, all the years of them beating my Steelers. I have the Patriots won because I'm stubborn, and they lost to Kansas City. I feel like the college football poll people who vote the team that lost number one ahead of the team that number two. But, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's and there's no there's no good reason for it, and, and I hope right. everybody... I want to call you out on it, but I'm going to let it slide. Just go, go with it. Just go. Right. So it's New England one, Kansas City two. They're the best team in the league. They're the best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. But until... They get it done in the playoffs. They're they're behind New England. Three, I have Atlanta. They keep, you know, on the road. They got two quality wins. I mean, a win at Detroit and uh, a win at Chicago. That's pretty good. I have Philly four. And number five, I just started writing teams down because I couldn't decide. So I have Tennessee slash Pittsburgh slash Denver slash Oakland. I think the AFC West is the best division in football from top to bottom. And I think those teams are right there. Tennessee, I know you guys, you and Al both don't like Marcus Mariota, but I hope we can give him some props for what he showed us this past week. For sure. Uh, That was a quality win against the quality Seattle team, although Seattle's offense is a mess. not going to deny that. Um, Mariota took a hard shot on the sideline from Sherman, jumped up, galvanized the team. I thought there was going to be a brawl and – Tennessee took care of business. They can That run was incredible. The, right? They definitely I mean, they are, jump-started the team and got them going. Yeah, man. That was a physical game. It was it was on both sides of the ball. But Tennessee can go downhill and get it done. So yep. that's a team that I'm looking forward to watching the lines against them. Like it's it's we saw them favored on the at home against a quality team like Seattle. Now we're going to start seeing them favored on the road in games that probably should be picking more them small dogs. So we're going to have to adjust there. But those are my top five, man. I I, uh, I know Alan doesn't like to do you know top five rankings, but it's an interesting thing and it's fun to debate. And I think it goes forward in helping you look at lines. Wouldn't you agree? One hundred percent. And uh, just quickly, I know everyone's probably like, how do you not have the Patriots in your top five? Like you have them number one. Most people have them either one or two. Only thing I don't like about the Patriots is they they don't have any quality wins for me yet. They lost their one good game, their one game against a good team at home against the Chiefs. They beat a Saints team that frankly just isn't good. They don't have a good defense. And then the game that we thought they were going to bounce back and just obliterate the Texans, they let the Texans the, the Texans should have won that game. Outside of 
two plays where if the catch the Texans guy just hangs on to the ball, again the game's over. They almost lost at home to the Texans, so I look at it as until they show me something. I know they have the pedigree, and I know um, about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and when the playoffs come, it's going to be great. But speaking of it, as right now, when I'm looking at these lines and I'm saying, okay, am I willing to lay a big number on this team? I'm just not ready for that yet. So no, that's I don't why think I don't have them, I, but they are number six. I have them as number six because I do recognize they still are a talented team and they're still really, really good. Well, their defense is not going to allow them to blow teams out. Exactly. Their defense is not even close to being good enough to be laying double digits at home or on the road because they can't get to the quarterback, which allows you know the, the other team to, to make have too much rhythm. Yeah. A lot of rhythm, but they, they're making a lot of third downs. The Patriots can't get off the field, and it's keeping teams in games and forcing Brady to have – they got to score 35 to win every week. <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, let's go ahead and look at these lines. One game that jumps out to me, I want to talk the Thursday night game because that's going to stick out, and I think because last week's Thursday night game was so good, a lot of people are going to want to watch this game and bet it, especially you got Aaron Rodgers going against this Bears team. I like the pack, the Packers minus seven. I I just I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to throw the ball around and score a lot, and I don't think the Bears are going to be able to keep up. I think for me right now, the Bears are going to be a play on in Soldier Field and a play against on the road. That's, okay. Yep. That's where I stand with them right now. The short week is so so hard to handicap. You have to really check the injuries, make sure everybody's playing who's supposed to be playing, and if there's anyone out, how it affects them. I think Green Bay got through unscathed uh, against Cincinnati. And Chicago, a huge win at home against uh, the Steelers. The number is right where it should be, right? I mean, I, I made yeah. the number seven and a half exactly, and I can't see it moving much between now and, and Thursday. Yeah, I expect it to sit right there on that seven. Um, the only other two matchups I'm looking ahead at and the two numbers that are jumping out at me that I'm going to really keep a close eye on is that Baltimore Ravens-Steelers game. Uh, Steelers are minus three. I think that line's probably right around where it could be. Honestly, I think either team could be minus three in that game. I think it's going to land what either one of those teams are going to win by three. But I really like the under in that game. It opened up at 44. This is usually a hard-hitting close battle where neither team really scores that much. And it opened up at 44, like I said, and it's already down to 42 and a half. So if that's a game where if you like it under, like I like it under, you're probably going to want to get it quick because I just imagine it's going to keep going down. And uh, also we got the Eagles. Like we talked about, we just talked about the Eagles. They're really high on my list right now. They're on the road at the Chargers. And like I said earlier, I've given up at the Chargers at this point. The Chargers opened up minus one, and they're up to minus two. I don't know who's out there betting the Chargers right now. I'm completely <laughs> against them. I'm taking the Eagles plus two. I, I can't imagine it's going to keep going up. I have to assume it's going to bounce back. So, um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the Eagles on that one. No matter who's doing the power rankings, the Eagles are way ahead of the Chargers. The game, <laughs> um, you know, I know it's a cross-country trip, but that line – is surprising the opposite line movement is going on is what you would think. So don't be surprised to see that one swing back to pick or even the Eagles minus one by Sunday. The Steelers-Ravens, I've seen this game for 15 years. We, we, it's the same game. Every time they play, it's the home team minus three. You don't yep. even have to think about making the line. And I'll, 
I can't believe that the Steelers are favored on the road. This is a complete reaction to the Ravens having to go to London, one, and two, getting destroyed by Jacksonville. Usually yeah. the teams that come back from Jacksonville have a bye the following week. That's the way the NFL has done the Jacksonville trip in the past. This one is an early Jacksonville trip, or an early London trip, I mean. So yeah. it's too early for the buys. So the numbers reflected for the trip. It doesn't know that this is an enormous rivalry. They call it Raven Week um, in Oh, Pittsburgh. they do? Wow, I didn't know. Yeah, that. dude, this is no joke. This is a very, very serious thing. And the Ravens treat it as such, too. They're both 2-1. The, the winner of the game is the leader of the division and, and one up in the head, the head. Roethlisberger doesn't look right to me either. We talked about it at work. He looks like he's... He's getting older. He's not making all of the throws that he used to make. He's not making those little shifty sidestep moves in the pocket to buy time that he used to make so easily. And he's getting hit. He's getting sacked. And the throws are just off. So I think nobody looks as bad as they do when they get blown out like Baltimore did. Baltimore is huge live to me. The number won't get to three because it just won't. Right. But the Ravens are going to probably be a play looking ahead for me. Um, take the two and a half because crazy things happen, but they're live on the money line, in my opinion. I agree with you 100%, Dave. All right, so what do you got? What games are you looking ahead at, keeping a close eye on? I am looking at one of the early games, Titans at Texans. The line came, that's a pick em game to me, or Texans minus one. I... I'm surprised that the Titans are favored on the road in the Oof. division in this game. I think Deshaun Watson showed me something. The kid can play, and they're calling plays to his strengths right now. They're they're in tune with what they need to do, and, and he's making reads. He's making the right plays. He's avoiding pressure. I can't believe that the early move is on the Titans. I I'm looking to take the dog in this one. I think um, I'll be surprised if the line gets to three, but I made the number Texans minus one. Um, The second game that I'm looking at is in the afternoon. The Raiders go to Denver. Ooh, that's a big matchup. Another one, right? That's another big division matchup to, to see who gets a leg up on the others and can try to keep pace with KC. Um, What's the current line on that one? I haven't looked. I saw the opener was Denver minus two. It's uh, Denver minus three currently. It, that's a field goal game as well. And um, we'll, we'll take a look and see on Friday how it's gone all week in the book for that one. But Denver at home is a really strong play right now. The defense is tremendous. Oakland had to go to Washington, got destroyed. Now they had to come back home and go back to Denver. Back-to-back road trips, hard spot for them. Looking at thinking Denver's going to be a play in that one, but we'll wait and see. That's going to be a really interesting matchup, man, to see Derek Carr and those receivers going up against that no-fly zone. Oh, man, that's that's going to be good. But, I mean, yeah, you, got strength, you got strength on strength. If the Broncos' defense does what they're supposed to do, the Broncos should win that game. Right, and, that, and that's the must-watch game in the afternoon. I think everyone will be tuned into that one. So we'll keep an eye on that line, and we'll keep an eye on that total because uh, 
again, last week, the totals went 11 to 5 overs to unders last week. <laughs> so now we had the adjustment. Yep. First week was all mm-hmm. unders. So this may be, you know, we had an over week last week. It may kind of alternate where this week will fade back to numbers being adjusted and we'll look to take some unders. So now just glancing at the board, we got the numbers. There's no 50s this week. So we're done with that, I think, for except for certain matchups. But the numbers are on the bigger half of 45 now. And this one here started at 47. I think we'll probably look to take the under there. Um, The only other game I got is to look ahead and watch the line movement. And now that you gave me these power rankings, <laughs> this is huge, dude. This is right. Redskins at the Chiefs. I'm excited about. I'm excited one to just watch that game because, like you said, I got both those teams in my my uh, top five power rankings. So this is going to be a really good game to watch. In my personal opinion, the line is six and a half. So I'm looking at it and I'm going. That's a big number against another team. I see as a top five team. Right. That's a that's a quality matchup. Right. And I mean, based on even your power rankings, it's hard to believe the number's that high. That's that's what I think. Like I was surprised. I thought the number. I don't know if I'm I'm lowering the value of the Chiefs, but the number I made was four and a half five. Okay. So yep. I'm thinking the premium that they're making you pay on the Chiefs is already built into this number. I just don't know where this number can go. We can't get to seven. The suitcases are coming in on seven. Yeah. We're not gonna, you know, we're not getting. We're not going to show anybody a seven. So, I think it'll sit right around six, six and a half. And I, and the value for me is going to be on the dog in that one. Well, I don't know about you, man. That's that's all I have. That's all I have for the people so far. Come back with a lot more on Friday. I know that. What about you? No, man. That's that's what we do. We kind of look ahead and give you things to think about between now and our show on Friday when we when we bring in Big Al and kind of toot our own horn from last week. I mean, I'm going to give you bumps right here. <laughs> over. <laughs> let's let's put our chest out a little bit. I'm, I'm yep, pretty that's exactly what it week. is. Yeah, I mean, you know, so we got we got it right last week. Let's keep riding that train and uh, see where this thing goes come Friday. I really hope the listeners out there are having as much fun as we are. I hope uh, they're paying attention to the picks, and I hope they're making money because that's what this show is all about. Uh, with that being said, we just want to give a big shout-out to Gaming Today. They're one of our biggest sponsors. They always take care of us. Um, they have paper comes out every Tuesday. Again, our main, our boy Alan Berg has his uh, article in the paper every Tuesday called The Takeover. Always a good listen, especially if you're a fantasy sports guy. you got to check that thing out. That will wrap things up here from our remote studios. You are listening to Cash Considerations.